Welcome to the Super Sleuth Podcast, presented by the Frostburg State University Children's Literature Center. Get ready to time travel with your hosts, Bill and Cameron, and use your detective skills to identify our mystery famous person. We'll give you 10 clues about our famous person, plus we'll give you the meanings of three vocabulary words related to our famous person. Using the 10 clues and three vocabulary words, can you identify our mystery famous person? Be sure to listen all the way through our podcast because Bill and Cameron will also have a special segment involving superheroes and will tell you all about an awesome new book. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Are you ready to have fun? Let's start the Super Sleuth Podcast. Welcome to episode 10. Are you ready, Cameron? Yes, I am. How about you, Rachel? Are you ready? Sure. All right. We are ready to go. The answer to episode 9 is Casey Stengel. And Cameron's going to tell you where that came from. What book? The clues came from the book titled You Never Heard of Casey Stengel. And it is written. it was written by Jonah Winter and Barry Blitt. Vocabulary words were or are, we were looking for the definition of manager, which is a noun, someone in charge of training an athlete or a team. The second vocabulary word, which was one of, in one of our clues, is Stangalese, and it's a noun, and it's famous sayings is the definition. The third and last, evil empire noun. It's evil empire, which is a noun, Fans who don't like the Yankees call them this nickname. And now Cameron's going to talk about the superhero shirt that he wore on the last episode. Uh, so the superhero uh, from last time was Black Lightning. Way to go, Cameron. And I can attest that he had that shirt on. We're ready for clues for this episode. Is everyone ready? Let's do it. I will start with clue number one. She led a double life, that of a glamorous movie star and is a brilliant inventor with a passion for science and engineering. Clue number one. She led a double life, that of a glamorous movie star and as a brilliant inventor with a passion for science and engineering. Clue number two, she designed a glow-in-the-dark dog collar, a flavor cube that changed water into soda, and a new traffic signal that would indicate when the light was about to change. Clue number two, she designed a glow-in-the-dark dog collar, a flavor cube that changed water into soda, and a new traffic signal that would indicate when the light was about to change. Clue number three. She was a curious child in Austria in the early 1920s who had a father who shared her love of science and technology. Clue number three. She was a curious child in Austria in the early 1920s 
who had a father who shared her love of science and technology. Clue number four. As a young girl, she was crazy about motion pictures and reenacted her favorite scenes playing all the parts herself. Clue number four. As a young girl, she was crazy about motion pictures and reenacted her favorite scenes playing all the parts herself. Clue number five. Now this is a long one, so get ready. She got a job as a script girl in a movie studio in Vienna. She soon was cast as the lead in a play where Louis B. Mayer, a very famous Hollywood producer, discovered and offered her a seven-year movie contract in America. Clue number five. She got a job as a script girl in a movie studio in Vienna. She soon was cast as the lead in a play where Louis B. Mayer, a very famous Hollywood producer, discovered and offered her a seven-year contract in America. Clue number six. In 1938, after only six months of English lessons, she starred in her first American movie, and I'm going to spell out the name of the movie. It is spelled A-L-G-I-E-R-S with Charles Boyer, followed by 27 films. Clue number six. In 1938, after only six months of English lessons, she starred in her first American movie, and I'm going to spell it out once again. It's spelled A-L-G-I-E-R-S, with Charles Boyer, followed by 27 films. Clue number seven. In 1940, she devised the hopping of frequencies concept with George Anthel. Together, they developed a secure torpedo, torpedo guidance system patented and declared top secret in 1942. Clue number seven. In 1940, she devised the hopping of frequencies concept with George Anthel. Together, they developed a secure torpedo guidance system, patented and declared top secret in 1942. Clue number eight. During World War II, Heidi promoted the sale of $25 million of war bonds. Clue number eight. During World War II, Heidi promoted the sale of $25 million of war bonds. Clue number nine. She was posthumously inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2014. Clue 
Clue number nine, she was posthumously inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 2014. Clue number 10. Today's cell phone messages are private and computers are free from hackers because of her and George Anthel's invention. Clue number 10. Today's cell phone messages are private and computers are free from hackers because of her and George Anthel's invention. Wow, Rachel's here today. She's from the Children's Literature Center. We're so happy to have her. And she's going to talk to us or share with us a favorite book. If you have ever felt like you are too small to be brave, the book titled There Might Be Lobsters is for you. Author Carolyn Crimmy and illustrator Laurel Malk created the adorable story of a dog who is afraid of everything. However, with her best friend and her faithful human by her side, Suki finds courage to overcome her fears. Stop by your local library to check out There Might Be Lobsters by Carolyn Crimmy. And now we're ready for our vocabulary words for this episode. I think Cameron could probably, he's awake now, I think he could probably do the first one. You ready, Cameron? Yes, I am. The first word is a noun, and the definition is a government authority or a license conferring a right or title for a set period, especially the sole right to exclude others from making, using, or selling an invention. So we're looking for a noun, and the definition is a government authority or license conferring a right or title for a set period, especially the sole right to exclude others from making, using, or selling an invention. We're looking for an adjective for our second vocabulary word, and it should mean occurring, awarded, or appearing after the death of the originator. Looking for an adjective, which means occurring, awarded, or appearing after the death of the originator. And our last word is a noun, and the definition is you lead two separate and very different lives, and they appear to be a different person in each. Our last word is a noun, and it means you lead two separate and very different lives, and they appear to be a different person in each. Now, if you paid attention to the clues, you might find those words. Another clue for you. Cameron has another shirt on today. It's amazing how many shirts this fella has, but he's going to describe it for you. All right, so our superhero, he wears a suit, and the suit allows him to shrink to very, very small sizes. And this superhero has two uh, solo movies, and this superhero also has another partner, has a partner that can also shrink to a very small size. Wow, good job, Cameron. We'd like to give a, just a few minutes and talk about where we were this week. Cameron and I visited South Penn Elementary School, and we'd like to thank them for, for inviting us. We had a great time. Yes, we did. It was a wonderful time. 
Uh, and we also would like to tell you that perhaps some of your recommendations you might actually see or hear on this episode. Mm-hmm. Want to talk a little bit about our website? Yes. So if you haven't checked out our website lately, if you go to the www.frostburg.edu slash CLC, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see a tab that says CLC Podcasts. And right now, under that tab, uh, we have all eight episodes that we have done so far. And if you click on each tab, um, under there, there's a PDF file of all the clues that we use. And then there's also a PDF file of the vocabulary clues that we use. And then we also have a link to the publisher of the book that we use for the clues. So if you're interested in purchasing the book for either your classroom or just to have in your personal collection, we provided that link for you. Um, And also, we also included on each page more information. So um, as we're getting the clues, we find out a lot of information about these different people. So we provided a more information page with each episode so you can learn even more facts about our mystery person. If they want to get in touch with us, Cameron, how can they do that? Um, So if they want to get in touch with us, you can send an email to the CLC directly, or you can send an email to me, and I will give you my email. So my email is K-B-R-O-O-K-S, and then the number zero, at frostburg.edu. So feel free to email with any comments or suggestions, and we will make sure to get back to you in a timely manner. Since this is our last episode for this season, we might want to give just a little hint about where we're going to be in the fall. Yeah. So the hint for where we're going to be at in the fall is um, this past Saturday, there was a huge boxing match, and it was between uh, Fury and Wilder. So and it was it was one of the biggest bas- boxing matches in recent memory. So that that's is the your clue yeah. for the first episode for next season. Uh-huh. Want to thank Rachel. We want to thank Cameron. We want to thank all of you for listening. It's been fun, Super Sleuths. Now make sure to submit your answers to who you believe is our mystery famous person and the three vocabulary words. Also, be sure to look for future episodes of the Super Sleuth podcast on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our SoundCloud page. Please join Bill and Cameron again for more time traveling. And in the meantime, great job, Super Sleuths. Super Sleuths.